in five, four, three. Hey, everybody. This is Danielle. Oh, and this is Daniel. <laughs> and this is Carla. We are Hoosier Homicide, a true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. Hey, Carla. Hello. How are you doing? I've been better. Been a little bit better. What do you think of the least fun day you could have? Well, Being a starving child in Africa. Stop it. Having I mean, a, that's a lifestyle. I'm a talking pap, about one day. Having a pap smear done, that's not a great day, but I think you're okay, still winning. Okay, but it's not the worst day. No, it's just not great. What's the worst day you can have? Well, this isn't the worst Being day executed. either. Being executed. Yeah, this isn't the worst <laughs> the, day either. Well, if it's your last day, then it doesn't really matter. I parked my car in the correct spot in the parking garage. At work. At work. And I still got towed. Because my permit, which I've never been asked to show in the entirety of two years working there, wasn't displayed properly. And one other person got towed also. I think two other people got towed. So at least it wasn't just you, because that wouldn't And they had warned me. us. They were like, if you bitches aren't on the fifth floor, we're going to tow you. So I'm like, I'm parked on the fifth floor. Like, they never said, you bitches better be on the fifth floor with your permit. Exactly. I mean, I would, it must have fallen off. I might have taken it down. I really don't know. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So they towed my car. So I left work at three and I was pretty upset because I don't really have an extra $150 laying around. No. I mean, I can make it work, but I'm really trying to save my money right now. So I was pretty upset and I started crying. So I didn't go back into work because I didn't want anyone to see me. So then I had to call Lewis and ask him to bring my purse out to me. Oh, which he did, I'm assuming. Which he did, but he also was able to, you know, smoke cig at the same time. (laughs) And then I Ubered the $15 it took me to get to the fucking tow yard. And then I get there and they were like, well, I did call them first and screamed at them. So that was one. But they didn't mention I needed anything when I came to get my car. Because they make more money if you don't. Not real, Not at this point. Mm-hmm. They were like, do you own the car? And I was like, no. My daddy owns the car. I was like, "My, it's my dad's car. I mean, and yeah. she comes back she's like your dad or is gonna have to come get the car or he's gonna have to get you a notarized letter saying you can get the car a notarized letter yeah <laughs> i'm gonna whip out and my honestly, notary i f- grabbed my license so fucking fast out of her hand and i started sobbing uh but you weren't sad you were mad i was so mad why would I Uber 25 minutes out there to get the fucking car if I couldn't get the fucking car? And now I'm stranded because I don't have a car and I don't have a coat and my phone is dying. Mm-hmm. So I sat outside in the rain for an hour and 15 minutes waiting for my dad, who's sick and just got out of the hospital, to come and get the fucking car. But then they wanted money from him if he couldn't prove the insurance. Which he could, so it was like... Yeah, but it's like... And then, the thing that it just makes me mad that dad had to come out. He told me, I have a really bad cold, literally yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm so sorry, like, how did that happen? He said, I don't know. So, on top of, you know, having to spend a whole weekend in the hospital, he has this horrible cold, and mom literally has to wake him up Oh, like to hey. come. And on top of that, I really had to go to my workout because I prepay for my workouts. So, mom had to take me, and that meant dad was driving in the dark, which we already know he shouldn't be doing. Oh, because he falls asleep. He drives real slow. Like, too. I really want to go to the complex and be like, you don't know what you're doing when you do shit like this to people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then it affected my workout. Okay. She said, I can tell you're stressed because you're not doing as good. I'm like, thanks. Okay, fucking cool. Thanks. I'm feeling better by the second. I just think the whole thing was ridiculous, honestly. Like, I was parked in the right spot. I really was. They had pictures to prove it. Don't know why they took pictures, but they did. That's what Daniel said. They probably took pictures too to prove that your tag wasn't. It wasn't there. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. And I would, I wouldn't have been upset if I was like, yeah, I parked on the first floor. Like, You're like I asked. For I deserve it. that. But like, I just all I wanted to do today was go to work, do a good job, and go home and work out. And they really fucking ruined that. Yep. And I told you we didn't have to record. That if you needed to go home. And I said I really just want to get it over with. <laughs> Even though I said we didn't have to record it all this week if you just wanted to be done. No, because then that makes me feel like I'm I'm the one that didn't make it happen. It's okay. It's and not she's a- always leaving. Oh my god. She leaves like going through mine. Are you leaving when you were leaving again? When's February. your next trip? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I only get mad at Who's Daniel. Leaving? I'm going to visit my friend Jesse in Salt Lake City. 
Mm-hmm. And I had enough points on Southwest to pay for me, Bernadette, and Lois's flight. Oh, that's pretty good. Well, we had to purchase 10,000 points, but then it was fine. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It's really not that bad of a day. I'm kind of over it now. But if you don't have an extra 50 bu- 150 bucks, and it's Plus like, the 15 it took me to get there yeah. to be stranded for an hour in the rain. And if you couldn't have proved that dad owned With a wet it, butt. With a wet butt. Yeah, because I had to sit on a step because yeah. it was only allowed to be one person in the <gasps> office at a time. Okay, so I was wondering why I would have just out of sheer hatred would have not sat inside because well, it was yeah, so I did, mad. That was part of it. That was part of it. But you were saying only one person could be there in, at a time. I just really, I'm not going to lie to you. I just wanted to walk in and be like, you guys are fucking cunts. Yeah, whipping <laughs> out the C word. Even though it's not really their fault, but mm-hmm. we say the C word a lot at work. <laughs> I, guess, I, I mean, if Daniel whipped out the C word in my direction, it would be bad, but... At anyone's direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, me. to people that aren't there, it's fine. I think I used the word cunt on the phone with your mom today, Daniel. <laughs> She mentioned that. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. I go, Mom, what are you doing? She goes, well, I'm on my way to church to pray for your wife. <laughs> you know what I, she said? I said, fuck and cunt on the phone with your mom. What were you mad about? Oh, we were talking about Ron Collie. my mom um, knows. Okay. You do know. Oh, the who, words that right, come out so of Who she's mind. married right, to. So. Yeah. You're in Tyler's mouth and even your dad sometimes, too. <laughs> the words that come out, man choice phrases you know i can't help it no I can't. I can't help it we're I lucky know. our I'm daughter in a doesn't curse environment for that one uh, it's funny though how different people get mad mm-hmm. because I, like, I will like in this instance like i was pretty upset but then i was mad and i started crying at work if i'm mad i'm like what the <laughs> and then other people like when my coworker slash boss person gets mad he just gets like shitty Oh, you're like, I get know, it shitty out. at everything. Say like, something Ugh. and get it, like, curse and get it but out. But then, if my friend Haley gets mad at work, she's like, that fucking cunty cunt fucker. And you're like, okay, Haley's she's here. She's screaming the word cunt across the office. <laughs> I was yelling it pretty loud on speakerphone with your mom, I'm pretty sure. And everyone's like, HR, Haley, HR. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were talking about Ron Colley, because she was talking to me about the kid with Down syndrome. That she brought that up to me, and I told her the rest of it, which I knew that was assaulted there. And then I was like, oh, no. People on the cast thing don't know it. Where? The podcast. Uh, Should I explain it now? No. Okay. Yeah, I could say a kid with Down syndrome was treated poorly in the locker room. So, and the coach's son didn't get in trouble for it until the second time around. And, but then I was like, oh, no, there's another one where a teacher assaulted a kid, too. And then she was like, oh, my God. Okay, that one doesn't. That counts. We're talking about a teacher who's 87 years He old. should not have been there. Been I where? liked at Roncalli. He shouldn't be there. That's he- what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, it's not really the same caliber in my opinion. No, it's still, but they still called the police though. Right. So it had to be bad enough they called the police. Or they're like, we couldn't sweep it under the rug every time. I so. just, how much of a menace can an 87 year old man be? <laughs> I think he can who's, who's five feet tall. That is, he is really short. I remember that now. Almost we all like, he was the football coach when, I was in high school. I know. I was like, which I means had him. he was old enough to be a football coach in 1973. Mm-hmm. No, I remember. I was like, too bad it wasn't the teacher that I hated that pulled that shit. I was like, then it would feel right. All very strange, in my uh-huh. opinion. Yep. And then the lawsuits for firing the two teachers because they don't like gay people. This is what they should do: change their name. They change the building's <laughs> name. Pick it up. Move it. Change get the name. New, you know, get a new administration. Change the name. Honestly, yeah. They need to. Daniel, he's like, fire them all. Top up. Fire them. That's what I'm Start over. Get a new administration. Rename the school. It's not like anyone's going to miss being called the Rebels anyway. Oh, yeah. That's Come on, bad. It's 20. It's yeah. almost 2020, kids. There was in the St. Jude. Was well, like, you know, it is south of I-70. D- so we that's are what, in the south. <laughs> we move We move the Mason Dicks and a couple miles north. You oh, know? yeah. So, I need this. Out. You need the ships. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then well, St. Jude was the Raiders. Is that, is that better? better? That's better. Yeah. Yeah. They oh, just... Yeah. Rape and pillage. Yeah. Hopefully just mostly pillage. Pillage and plunder. Pillage and plunder. They never just rob. You've seen Pirates of the Caribbean. No, you have to also pillage. Okay, I have some business. Okay. Say the fuck about my business. Because I've been forgetting, because I'm always like, we're throwing, I'm throwing it together. We have Patreon people. They give us money to listen to Daniel and I talk extra. 
I like those people yes. more than everyone else. Sorry, yes. but it's true. That is January, which I like that name. Janisa, Curtis, Jordan. I think I've already thanked Nicole from work and Lisa. Well, thank him again. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, we thank house. people multiple times. We appreciate it. Guys, Patreon is a dollar a month and there's two extra episodes that come out the last day of the month so it's 50 fucking cents an episode like and i've never listened to one that's so. a bargain <laughs> that's a bargain that's a bargain people do you can give us more like we're really paying we off put, we put 50 percent wait we never mind they should they're usually as <laughs> I, long i'm attempting to talk it. yeah but i just can't get it out they're usually just as long as a regular episode, like 45 minutes to an hour. Really? Yeah. So I put the same and amount of work in. we talk about different shit. Yeah. It's not necessarily Indiana. It's like random shit. It's like miscellaneous topics. Like the Kokomo hum, the sound that people hear in Kokomo, Indiana. Like that was about Indiana. But anyway, so, that was so, the first thing. Sounds like this. <laughs> YouTube was a good one. There's a bunch of... You were on one that we recorded back to back. The Prison Escape one. Yes. yes. Yeah, I didn't listen to that either. No, I was in one, t- another one. We yeah, talked about. Couple. We did frog. one about phrenology, which I was like, everyone's about to get smarter in this minute. Um, the study of the bumps on your head, like oh, you're yeah. smarter if you have this, and it's like it was really bizarre and obviously inaccurate, but it's it was still really interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, it was, and my girl, I always think of that, and she's like, has a, she starts touching his head, like I'm gonna study your brain. I got a giant bump. In the back gonna, of my head, that probably means like she's missing something. something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so dumb. It's like the shape of your brain doesn't push your skull in different directions. Like it's soft tissue. If it tissue. does, you have problems. Yeah, but people made some serious cash on it because it'd be like people of our station in life, middle class, that felt super smart by going to these like public seminars to learn about phrenology. I was like, dude, we're smart, and we didn't even know it. And they're like, no, no, no. 10 cents, 10 cents. <laughs> so they're like dumbed it way down for us idiots. And then we were like, we could go to our parties and be like, did you know that if you study the bumps of your brain, you're actually an idiot? And they're like, no, tell me more. <laughs> so that's my story. That, that's my party trick. What was it? It was phrenology. It was another one too. Anyways. I talked about the Prague. I went to, to Prague. Yeah. The bone church. The bone church. That was interesting. And there's the salt some- mine. Yeah, and you lick the wall. Wall liquor. Wall liquor. Uh, the Green Widow. There was a woman. Does that... the wall match the drapes? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a salty bitch. If hiccups could kill, prison bride, Kokomo hum. Uh, yeah, so there's a bunch of them in there. I don't know how many is there now. One fifty. I don't know. I'm making numbers up now. Don't quote me. Anyways. The other thing, <laughs> don't come for me. A another podcast that's brand new, Vigils in the Dark. Vigils, V I G I L S, because I wasn't sure, but that's how you spell it. They you act- refer to them as vigilans. Vigil, <laughs> sound it out in your it's head. It's actually vigils. Vigils in the dark. They actually listen to us. <laughs> so I'm always like, "Are you sure you do?" They started a new podcast, but it's an unsolved one, which I'm always really impressed with people that can do that because I'm not good at unsolved. But this is a missing person named Danielle Pauly, but Danielle is D-A-N-Y-E-L. Went missing in 2012 from Indianapolis. Superior name. Yeah. 2012, Indianapolis. I think she'd be 36 now. A little bit older than us. Uh, But yeah, I think they have two episodes out. They're on Spotify and Stitcher right now, waiting iTunes approval. So go check them out because they're doing things that matter, unlike us, trying to solve crimes. We've talked about Unsolved before. Once. Oh. (laughs) No, I say there's a couple that are like Unsolved. It was it the cannibal one. It was like no one knows if he really ate them or not. We talked about Lauren Spear. That was Yeah, we did mention that. And that was wrapped in with Hannah Wilson. Yeah, it was Hannah Wilson. And so it was wrapped up in that because every, a lot we of people. We talk about the, the other one. What's the other one? She disappeared on a bike. Let's we'll get into that. We'll get into it. Yes, but go follow them. They're on Twitter, Vigils in the Dark. Amen. Amen. And we have some reviews, but A-woman. we'll do that next time. And so if any of you, the Patreon people want stickers, you have to send me your address. Promise not to stalk you or to look up your house on Zillow. I don't care. But if you want stickers, I can't do it without an address. If you don't want stickers, fine. I'll keep them. 
<laughs> we'll use them as kindling. <laughs> Our fireplace is working. Finally. Okay. We're here to talk about, because Carla prompted this. What were you watching when you okay. were texting me? So I'm eating. Um, I just um, worked out and I'm just hungry. Yeah. It, it, after, what are you eating after your hard workout? <laughs> chips. Chips. Oh, okay, chips? you know what? There's oh, are, no... those, are those sour cream and onion ruffles? <laughs> <laughs> There's no dip. No. Cheddar. 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 Oh, cheddar, cheddar and sour, sour, and sour cream. cream. <laughs> um, <laughs> normally, I wouldn't be doing that because I would have eaten at a normal time. Oh, and yeah. then I would have still been at work and I would have had my protein bar. But here we are. Well, here we are. So, I don't know. I've been like in a weird phase. Like, I don't want to start a new show and I just kind of end in a new show. But I'm also like, I want to get educated. Educated. I told you the smarts. Listen to the Patreon. <laughs> I do want to get educated. Um, So, I was just flipping through Netflix. Oh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Nina you have your phone. Look at your phone, Carla. Nina couldn't get her ornaments out of the garage. Just let her look up. <laughs> <laughs> Our daughter threw spaghetti on the fake Christmas tree as ornament replacement. Like I was like, kid's a genius. Kid's a damn genius. She's like, adapt and improvise and overcome. Boom. She's like, no ornaments, no big deal. She's like, they're biodegradable. Little carbon footprint. And did, they will harden. We could use them they next year. They will harden. They- <laughs> <laughs> I was over here holding it in and she saw me and you're giving me the look and I'm like, look at your phone. Oh, look at, oh my God. And the things my mom will let her do. Okay. She'd be like, Nina, let's put Jimmy on the roof. She'd be like, okay. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Anyways. I found a show on Netflix. It's called Explained. I might be late to the party on this one. Somebody told me that worked. I had already watched it. Whatever. I thought it was interesting because the first episode was about diamonds and how they're useless. Or not oh, useless. Oh, yeah. We put worthless. financial value on them. Yeah. Because we put sentimental value on it. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Don't ever buy me a diamond because I'll be like. They're not worth anything. Give me a fucking sapphire. I don't know if that's <laughs> worth anything more. <laughs> Alexandrite. That's an expensive okay. one. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's a real, I'm trying a real to sapphire. make the new norm to propose with a car. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, I kind of actually got that a would car. be good for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's hear it. <laughs> um, so I explained whatever I was kind of going through and picking the interesting ones. Mm-hmm. Like I watched diamonds. I watched one about pirates. Arr. they're not who you think they were. They were paid by the royals. Okay. Anyway, okay. and then there was some other ones. Um, I watched the one what why we find certain things beautiful and other things not beautiful there was one on the female orgasm that was very informative i had no idea about my all own body right. <laughs> all right then, can you send uh, that one to us hey it's on tv for free man netflix netflix what channel <laughs> netflix channel <laughs> and then i think the last one i watched was about cults and then it's only 20 minutes long 23 mm-hmm. minutes so it's a very brief overview but it makes me feel smarter and then i started texting you and i was like this shit's weird man I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I knew about some of it. Um, and I'll mention a couple. And the so, like, I was like, all right, we have to do cults. And not necessarily Jim Jones because it's been done quite a bit. And it is hard to make the mass suicide of anyone. Okay. Ooh. And, well, they showed, I didn't realize that they took, like, video. Of the babies, And they showed yeah. it. Yeah. Very I've disturbing. heard the audio once. And I was like, I'm, that's enough for well, me. Like, somebody went in and took video of everyone's dead. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. that shit's weird. Um, but it was weird because I I just started to Google cults and then mm-hmm. it came up, it auto-populated cults in Indiana. And I was like, no one would Google that if they weren't there. If they weren't there. <laughs> and so I assume that Indiana, <laughs> I assume that Indiana had one cult, People's Temple. That's right. The, and they played downtown. <laughs> not the Indian, not to be mistaken with the Indianapolis cults. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, that Jim Jones, People's Temple, was the only cult in Indiana to ever exist or will ever exist. And that's just not true. It's not true. Now, yeah. there were a couple. You, We were talking about a bunch of them. The two that I've looked up have connections to Indiana. There was like a one where they were a colony in like Bloomington. That one I got into some. I felt I, I felt like I went to the dark web. Yeah, the, yeah, because I was like, you but know, it was odd, and I was interested. Yeah, so I was like, I didn't do that one yet. We might. There's eventually... no solid. There was there was nothing. There was no like Wikipedia. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I don't think I have enough information. But these two, I obviously mentioned Indiana at least once, and that's all I'm after. 
We'll proceed. I love a good cult. I mean, because I, I could join a cult. I could see if I was, if I didn't have my family and I was unmedicated, I could definitely join a cult. And be the Church of Scientology. Maybe not that one. <laughs> We're going to get sued now for saying that. So I have one standards. Of the, and uh, did you, were you ever in school where they did that? Um, like they bring some students in a room and they be like, okay, which one of these lines is longest? And like every, like four of the people would know to pick the wrong one. And then like the fifth person would feel obligated, obligated to also like, they know it's wrong, but they say the, the, the yeah, wrong one. Like, anyway. But I should, if you send people into like, not a maze, but like a building they've never been in and everyone's holding a pamphlet and they don't understand it. They'll just follow. I think like, that's like the cult mentality, right? Mm -hmm, like you yeah. just get like everyone's doing the it. Sheeple. Yeah. <laughs> the sheeple. Yeah. So I actually did that. I helped someone do that once for like a science project. And there Ooh. was most people, they did bend, but there would be like that one girl. She's like, that's not longest. That's people. Not what is wrong She's like, with that you? is not the longest one. <laughs> we're did like, you see? You're blind to the truth. <laughs> And we'd be like, you're ruining it. You're ruining it. It's a science experiment. Shut up. Well, that was, what was the, what was the one we watched? The Rajneesh? Oh, yeah. The Rajneesh. That's a weird one. That's on Netflix, That's a good too. one. It's very good. Yeah. It's a series. Yeah. That's a- And it's called? Wild Country. Wild Country. I think that's what it is. Wild Country. Okay. And they take you're over- You're a wild country. They took over a tiny town in Oregon or something? Yes, and wild, just, wild country. Wild, wild. Excuse me. Uh, it has one a ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh shit! Yeah. All right, a lot of video. That. Yeah, it's strange. An Eight point two on IMDb, and I feel people go on IMDb just to bitch. And yeah. they do, and they, they feel do. that their opinion matters. And then I like upvote, like give something a ten if it has really low, and I like it, <laughs> <laughs> even though it's probably only a seven point five. Like, feels bad. For <laughs> yeah, it. I do like, feel bad for something. You feel bad for it. just like you don't have a favorite color because you don't want the other ones to, to feel, feel bad. bad. <laughs> I care about everything, everyone, all the time. <laughs> That's why I talk about murder. So in this. I am not trying to offend anyone's religion or religious preferences a lot, a little, whatever you are. I just did some research, and it's all strange the way these people put it together. So Christianity in and of itself is something else. Buddhism, atheism, all are different. But when you shuffle them all together and you think you make your own rules, it becomes a weird cult, and then I can make fun of it. Okay. Got it? Okay, good. So I have sources because I'm going to heaven. I have sources. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's it. I mean, if you don't cite your sources, it's a one-way trip to down under and not Australia. I mean, I would go, but so it's Britannica.com, Wikipedia. I listened to a podcast for this first part. Yeah, Sinisterhood podcast. They're good. They have to do a bunch of different ones. The One True Way podcast, World Religions and Spirituality.com. DallasObserver.com, Watchman.org, ColtEducation.com. This took me a while to do, so it almost was better we waited a day to record because... We can't just say <laughs> that um, we asked on our sources, be like, we picked up our phone and we asked God. <laughs> <laughs> he directed me here. I hear God tell me. It's like, okay, so... God I, greets me with colorful letters. I tried to... <laughs> I tried to use that one time. Oh, God, when I fucking did that vet tech thing, they would police you like you were in high school, that you had to be in class on time. And I had my phone, and she had her watch. And she's like, you're two minutes late. And I was like, oh, no, no, God's time. Held up my iPhone. <laughs> I was like, I'm right on time. <laughs> it worked. And then I got sent home one day because I had this in. My earring right there. That they sounds, sent me home. You know what I know what? Yep. That's about as dumb as getting yeah. your car towed yep. when you're parked in the right spot. spot. And I was just like, I spend so much fucking money to be here and I'm bit, being sent home for my tiny earring in my ear. So that, that that's some choices you make in early adulthood. Anyways, one of my choices was not joining a cult so far. So I've got a couple examples here of how you would identify a cult quickly. All right. Yes. And then we'll see if you recognize these things. In the next cult. They're wearing hats with horseshoes on them. The cults are. That's how you recognize them. And blue. They wear jerseys with random people's names on the back. Yeah. Random people. Perhaps so, half horse heads. Yeah. I've seen those. That's the creepiest there. part. Mm -hmm. I love Blue, the masked guy. He's fucking funny. Okay. One. The leader is the ultimate authority. If you're not allowed to criticize your leader, even if the criticism is true, you're probably in a cult. The that's why you don't say bad things about me. To your face. 
The group suppresses skepticism. <laughs> if you're only allowed to study your organization through approved sources, you're probably in a cult. The group delegitimizes former members. If you're not permitted to leave the group with your dignity, if you choose to do so, you're probably in a cult. Like, what is it? Scientology harasses people that leaves and they label them of, what is it? A suppressive person. Leavers. Yes. Yeah. And SPs. Yep. I watched the SPs once. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> the group is paranoid about the outside world. If your group insists the end of the world is near, you're probably in a cult. The group relies on shame cycles. If you need your group in order to feel worthy, loved, or sufficient, you're probably in a cult. The leader is above the law. If you're held to a different moral standard, specifically regard to sex, you're probably in a cult. The group uses thought reform methods. If your serious questions are answered with cliches, you're probably in a cult. For example, platitudes like follow the leader, following the lead, or doubt your doubts. That means like don't question your doubts. It's like, no, that's why I have my doubts is so that I listen <laughs> or regurgitate it over and over again so that they don't criticize anything. The group is elitist. If your group is the solution for all the world's problems, you're probably in a cult. It's like, how do you know? Like, how many religions are there? Like, 30 billion religions, one for each person on the planet. This reminds me, the way you're saying this is like, what's that thing where the guy's like, you're probably a redneck. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. You're a redneck. Jeff Foxworthy. Even... Yes, yes. There is no financial transparency. If you're not allowed to know what the group does with their money, you're probably in a cult. And the group... Perform secret rites. If there are secret teachings or ceremonies you didn't discover until after you joined, you're probably in a cult and you should call your dad. <laughs> so we're starting with the one true way. So again, it's saying like we're the only answer to all, the one true way. And this started in Taiwan. Chen Tao was born as Hongmin Chen in 1955. <laughs> I have to, I'm sorry, you know, I can't, I just, I'm an uneducated American, I can't help that I can't talk right. Okay? No, it's, it's, it's right, it's just, it's just funny. To hear me say it? Yes. <laughs> Everyone, we're trying our best. Trying. Well, you, you know, well, and part of it is, okay, for the first time ever, I, you got the name right. Mm-hmm. It's not. <laughs> I did, I could sound it out. There's well, one. Well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and you still laugh at <laughs> me. How many, how many times do you fuck it up and it's like. And the one time it's like, you know, it it's a Taiwanese I know, name and she's like, but it's is funny. able to say it correctly. And so it's even funnier. Bill J John's, 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 hey, I, I don't can, know. I, I don't can, know. We'll call him John. I can fuck up any name. He was a former professor of sociology at Chinian, Chinian College of <laughs> All right, all right. <laughs> at a college of pharmacological science. Pharmacological. <laughs> See what you did to me? <laughs> fuck you. I was doing so well. <laughs> he founded a religion he called the Chinese Soul Light Research Association that had an eclectic mixture of Buddhism, popular religion at the time, whatever the fuck it might be, Christianity, and New Age Western culture, with belief in extraterrestrial intervention in human affairs, dun, dun, dun. also known as a UFO religion. What cool, is a dude. UFO religion? Cool, dude. UFO religion is any religion in which the existence of extraterrestrials, or ET, entities operating unidentified flying objects is an element of the belief. Or unless you're watching Cheech and Chong and it's ET, the extra testicle. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, adherents of such religions believe the ETs, the extra testicles, to be interested <laughs> in the welfare of humanity in which either already is or eventually will become part of pre-existing extratesticle civilizations. Some adherents believe that the arrival uh, or rediscovery of alien civilization technologies and spirituality, spirituality will enable humans to overcome current ecological, spiritual, and social problems. Issues such as hatred, war, bigotry, poverty, and so on are said to be resolved through the use of prior alien technology and spiritual ability. Okay, I kind of like that. It's so dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. The aliens were here. They built the pyramids. And they're coming back to fix all your all of the problems. All of them. I like that. For idea. free, even. We won't even have to pay them. Again, I'm okay with this. Go on. <laughs> Go on. All right, so you mentioned Heaven's Gate. Yeah, yep. that was That's so a fucked up one. Shit. 
briefly summarize that, but there's, I'm sure, several podcasts and documentaries on Heaven's Gate. So wait, when was this UFO religion? So it's mirroring this Heaven's Gate. So that's why people are concerned. It's like right after, they get big right after Heaven's Gate. So I'll just describe them a little bit. The Heaven's Gate group achieved notoriety in 1997 when founder Marshall Applewhite convinced 38 followers to commit mass suicide. Members reportedly believe themselves to be aliens awaiting a spaceship that would arrive with Comet Hale-Bopp. It's just so silly. I mean, it's all a nice sentiment. Yeah. The suicide was undertaken in the apparent belief that their souls would be transported onto the spaceship, which they thought was hiding behind the comet. That's why you can't see it. It's behind it. Oh. Well, (laughs) at least they have an explanation. And it's been traveling that fast for how many? What? What? Hold on. They underwent elaborate preparations for their trip, including purchasing and wearing matching white Nike tennis shoes. I'm pretty sure they were Nikes. And living in a darkened house to simulate the long journey they expected to have in outer space. I ain't going without my Nikes. My Nikes. My kicks. (laughs) Just before the mass suicide, the group's website was updated with the message, Hale-Bopp brings closure to Heaven's Gate. Our 22 years of classroom here on the planet Earth is finally coming to a conclusion. Graduation from the human evolutionary level you're leveling up in a video game we are happily prepared to leave this world to go with ti's crew i don't know what that means ti the rapper yeah all right and didn't they also cut off their wing wings yes yes they certain and once there was something i know about a guy that had to make a fruit salad every day and the guy (laughs) didn't appreciate it i think i remember this you just made these elaborate like (laughs) <laughs> you must make a fruit salad. Maybe he was upset because he was putting his peen in the fruit salad. <laughs> and they're like, get the peens out. He was putting his peen in the <clears throat> <laughs> His extra testicle. I really needed this to turn my mood around. I knew you needed it. I did. They intrigued me in a way that was like nothing else. They called themselves Heaven's Gate, a cult started in the 70s by a man named Marshall Applewhite, who later called himself Doe. Let me say that our mission here at this time is about to come to a close. Doe told his followers the earth is simply a garden to grow souls, and he could teach them how by following his strict regimen. All aspects of life were regulated, including what books they could read and what TV shows they could watch. Once the soul is developed, it's time to exit. To outsiders, that meant committing suicide. But to them, it meant moving on to a more developed kingdom. A spaceship or UFO, he told the group, would pick up their souls and take them to begin their new lives. It is suicide to not leave. It is to take life to leave this body behind. D'Angelo bought into the man and his teachings, but after three years, he felt something pull him away. He felt there were more things he needed to accomplish. He now believes it was to share his experiences with Heaven's Gate and let people know the truth about its leader. I can say with absolute undeniable certainty that Doe was the second coming of Jesus. And I know it's true. Doe instructed the group to look for a sign. It came to them in the night sky. 1997 was the year of the Hale-Bopp Comet. In late March of that year, as the comet grew brighter, Doe became convinced the comet was the sign to shed their bodies and exit Earth. Members taped farewell messages. No one appeared the least apprehensive. For them, exiting their vehicles, as they called it, meant graduation. They bought graduation outfits, black pants and shirts, each adorned with a Heaven's Gate patch. So how do 39 people kill themselves? Well, they created a poison using pudding and applesauce. They laced it with vodka and a drug called phenobarbital, a barbiturate fatal in large doses. They took the poison in shifts and went to sleep, never to wake up. The next day, Rio D'Angelo received a FedEx package with videotapes and a letter saying, quote, you should be aware that we have exited our vehicles just as we entered them. Did you think they would have the nerve or the guts to go through with it? I knew that they would do what they felt was best for them, and that's what they did. D'Angelo thought authorities should be notified, but first he needed confirmation. He drove to the mansion from where he was living in Los Angeles. A back door had purposely been left unlocked. So I walk up into the living area, the living room, and that's when I start to notice the mattresses with people lying on them with the purple shroud. And uh, 
Of course, I knew from the odor what was happening. D'Angelo filmed what he saw. The uniformity eerie and striking. They were all in identical positions, face up on a mattress. Everyone wearing their black outfit, Nike shoes, and most covered with purple shrouds. In the master bedroom alone, there was Doe, the leader. The story became a media firestorm. Rio D'Angelo became famous, appearing on the cover of Newsweek. A decade later, he's still a believer, even though Heaven's Gate is no longer around. He says his friends' deaths were not suicides because their souls live on at the next level. He understands what they did, but has no plans to take his own life. They all knew what they were doing. They all felt very happy about what they did. And they knew where they were going. And they knew who their guide and teacher was. Okay, so the also known as True Way and God Saves the Earth Flying Saucer Foundation. Why would you name it that? I'd be like, dude, I get what you're going for, but we got to call it something else. Laid out a complex theology based on ideas of spirituality or spiritual energy. It emphasizes transmigration of souls, a.k.a. rebirth and cycling existence with three souls per person. I can't handle the one soul I have right now, let alone two more. <laughs> I, just, I just know there would be so Amen. much more emotions. I cried dropping her off at school today because the teacher told me, don't worry about it. We have no worries in the puppy classroom. I was like, that's something my mother would say. Mom's not dead or anything. And, and, I then, <laughs> and then when I was crying, she said that to me. <laughs> and I was just like, no, no, there's no worries. So she's, like, she's like, we have a lot of kids that are stressed out. So that we don't worry. And I'm just like, I needed to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> and mom. Did she see you crying? I don't know. <laughs> I started to tear up and then cried all the way home. And then I was crying today and I was like, Mom, they won't give me the car. They won't. And she was like, it's okay. There's it's no stress. Okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> There's no stress in the puppy class. <laughs> There's no stress in the puppy class. My mom goes, you should make them a cross stitch. And I was like, okay, I will. <laughs> and I was like, There's no stress in the puppy class. <laughs> There's no stress in the puppy class. I'm never graduating from the puppy class. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay one soul per person please too many emotions going on adherents also believed in outside souls great who basically acted as bad influence or even demons in the human world i feel attacked yes preaching that much of the world is dominated by evil spirits he in integrated christian millennialists but it's not us we're not millennialists Mm-mm, it's something else into his theology that a golden age or paradise will occur. So like the end of this and the start of some utopian something. Calling himself a prophet who is able to chart the course of the coming conflagration. Conflagration, which is a large fire. I had to look it up. They couldn't just say large fire? Conflagration. Yep, they couldn't say large fire. And the road to individual salvation. So, okay, sidestep right here. So he's mixing together... Whatever religions he's picking and choosing, but Christianity is one of them. I'm going to read two verses from the Bible that would have solved his, he couldn't have gone any further. He would have been like, you know what, guys, I think I'm reading this wrong. The Bible makes it clear that only God knows the date for the end of time, Mark 12, 32. It is therefore improper for Christians to speculate on the exact date. In fact, the Bible strongly stresses the importance of avoiding false prophecy and that false prophets who were put to death under Mosaic law, Deuteronomy 18, 20 to 22. So but like, if you read those two verses, you go, yeah, but I don't want to use those two. That really hinders the plan. And they're like, okay. Okay, okay yeah. Yeah, so he's saying, so, I know the end of time and I'm the prophet. It's like it's direct contradictory. Was but Were they believers in God? I think so. Yeah, and it's like. It's really, oof. I mean, if you're going to do it, like, I don't know. It's more of like, I'm predicting. Yeah, I think it's God and Jesus, but it's more under, like, how he says it's going to happen. Chen believed that the earth went through five tribulations, or great sufferings, going back to the age of the dinosaurs. Each of these tribulations was survived by beings living only in North America, who were rescued by God in a what? Uh, uh, spaceship. Yep, flying saucer. <laughs> He believed the solar system is 4.5 trillion years old, or roughly 300 times the age scientists give for the universe now. So just wrong. Just, I mean, even in the ballpark wrong. He believed that the solar system was created by a nuclear war. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't have an answer for how it started, but that just sounds a little off. So 
a county I cannot pronounce, Hinsonchu County, yeah, sounds close, in 1993 was the chosen place because according to Chen, it was a place where spiritual energy created by God would flow from heaven to earth. So conveniently... What state was this in? Taiwan. Oh, we still in Taiwan. Taiwan, yeah. So conveniently, he's like, five steps out my back door is where it's going to happen. So I don't want to travel. I don't want to travel very far. So the spiritual energy is real strong out there, yo. I know it. That's why I moved here. (laughs) (laughs) Chen developed his cult, published texts, like, for example, gods descending on clouds, flying saucers to save people. Again, someone should have filtered out what he titled things. It's just wrong. (laughs) That's too long. How do you fit that on a book? What is it? Gods descending on clouds, flying saucers to save people. That'd be like if I wanted to make like a foundation for nose rings, it would be like nose hangy doodad thingies. <laughs> foundation. It just goes on foundation for the disenfranchised. Nose nostrum. hole hangy doodad things. <laughs> Association of stupid people. Anyway, so they believed that the flying saucers were like the clouds. And it's like, you can't, but they're not. They're clouds. Oh, accumulonimbus. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Russell, <laughs> cumulonimbus, <laughs> and then it's a thunderstorm. <laughs> oh man, Kevin's a girl. Kevin's a girl. <laughs> so he worked on his doctrine, and according to some sources, convinced his followers to give him as much as ninety thousand dollars to gain passage aboard the spaceship disguised as clouds that would land on Earth in 1999 and take them away. So if you want to ride my fancy, my fancy schmancy spaceship, God came down and said it will cost you 90 grand. You give it the check to me, but I will transfer it to God wow. through the clouds and he will then use it to fund the spaceship expedition to come here and collect all us idiots. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money. Okay, I think it's like- Incredible. A- I feel like this guy just had a bad dream and then just like ran and with it. He's like, you know, that I can sounds, make some. But that that's some right. serious money. I think he had at most 150 people. So it's 90 grand times 150. He convinced, he convinced that many people? Yeah. I mean, I think some of which were kids. So they probably didn't. I mean, they yeah, only had to pay that. half that. So 45, 40,000. Let's say for kids, only 40,000. <laughs> he also persuaded these followers to move to San Dimas, California to await God's coming in 1995. So the spiritual energy must have shifted. Where they changed their name to God's Salvation Church. You'll notice with cults, they change their names all the time. They're trying to be hip. They got to keep it fresh. He then became convinced that Garland, Texas would be the place where God would come because Garland kind of sort of sounded like Godland. No. It's like it's not, though. It doesn't even mean that. That's he, just north of Dallas. And that yeah. sounds like dog last. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's where the dogs go. <laughs> For the, the rapture of dogs. Like we all are in dogless. Dogless. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe Douglas. Dude, speaking of the rapture, some people <laughs> speak <laughs> of the rapture. <laughs> Funny enough, some atheists are making money by promising dumb people. I'm sorry, this is dumb, that believe the rapture will suck them up one day to take care of their pets when they're gone because the pets don't get to go. And I don't subscribe to any religion where my pet soul doesn't get to go. And so, okay, I'm just going to say something like the Pope said dogs go to heaven. All dogs. And, and so I, I'm no, here for it. Disney said all dogs go to heaven. I have the movie. <laughs> the Pope, he said it. He's kind Seven. of a cool dude. Okay. Okay. So it's like this particular Pope. So, but you could start a business if you wanted to that says, hey, I'm an atheist, but I'm not a shitty human being. If you want to give me 150 bucks a month, I promise to take care of your dog when you're gone. And they do it, man. They do it. I mean, better see. Yeah. I mean, I care about my dogs. I would have done that this month, but instead I I spent it on getting my car out of the tow yard. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, he and his 160 followers, 40 of which were children, then moved to Texas in 1997. Members purchased more than 20 homes in an an upper middle class neighborhood. Like their neighbors, these followers were white collar professionals, some of whom were reportedly wealthy. They dressed in white, wore cowboy hats, and drove luxury cars. So they were like, we're not trashy people. We're coming in and looking like we fit in. Most immediate neighbors seemed relieved that the church members were quiet and kept their lawns nice. The important things in life. Quiet and cut your yard. Although at least one called city code enforcement to report that they were attempting to build a landing pad without a permit. (laughs) They're like, well, the saucers are coming down soon. We have to pour the cement. 
<laughs> it takes 48 hours to cure. Uh, they're they're, they're so advanced, they can't <laughs> land in the grass. Yes. They'll break. And then you have you have them out there with the, like little lights, mm-hmm. and they're the, all practicing, like waving them down. Woo. You're not far off. I feel like what, air traffic control. control they're all yeah. practicing. They take air traffic control classes. <laughs> the cultists were, in fact, only building a gazebo. They said. <laughs> Groups of thirty to forty members dressed in Chinese farmer hats and white robes started riding bicycles through the streets. So they're. Yeah, okay. Don't hate that. Neighbors found strange flyers at their doorstep explaining that the bike rides were instructed by God to prepare them for the welcome, the descending of God's kingdom in America. Get on your bikes and ride! <laughs> it's like, what do they do that? A walk for like, you know, raising money for cancer or something? You do a, a run? A walk. Yeah, they're biking for a Jesus. Walk to, a walk for, to end rabies. <laughs> to end rabies. <laughs> One Less person. than 500 people a year are affected by rabies. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. That's great. That's from the office. <laughs> yeah, yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. I mean, if you get rabies. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's, you, you, know. you have to get a bunch of shots and they're painful and stuff. Depending on how far it is from your brain is how easy it is to treat. My coworker. She was staying at her mom's house and her mom, had they had a bat in the house and they didn't know it. And she had bat looking marks on her. So she had to go get the rabies shot. Yeah. If they don't know, they're going to give them to you. It's just like, I don't think it's it. And we're all looking at it like, you need to you go. go. You should go now. <laughs> Michael Scott said you should go now. <laughs> the tone of the message was polite and even apologetic. So none of the recipients feared the end of the world was nearing. They're like, they're too nice about it. That can't be true. Chen often adapts his teaching to current circumstances. For example, the large number of airplanes seen by the group over Garland, which they understood to be UFOs, was caused by the city's close proximity to Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. So, like, the chemtrails that the airplanes dump out, they're, like, that I tell our daughter is spaceships. Rocket. A rocket ship. And she believes me because she's four. But these (laughs) idiots are, like, it's a spaceship! (laughs) It's, like, I don't think it is. I think it's just chemicals in the atmosphere. (laughs) They reportedly believe that two young boys in their group were the reincarnations of Jesus and Buddha. Two. Two. They told reporters that they had come to Garland to watch God come to Earth and take human form at the home of Mr. Chen at precisely 10 a.m. on March 31st, 1998. God would descend in human form at the Garland headquarters. This human incarnation of God would have all the physical features of Chen, so he would look just like Chen, but would be able to speak all languages, walk through walls, and replicate himself as many times as necessary to greet everyone personally. There would be more Chins than a Chinese phone book. <laughs> That actually works. Yeah, it does work. Yeah. <laughs> it works too well. Uh, he predicted that one week prior to this event on March 25th at 12.01 a.m., God would be seen on a single television channel all across North America. It would interrupt a home shopping network on channel 18, whether or not the person had cable service. So God would pop on at channel 18 at 12.01. The They're trying to do some like Willy Wonka shit. Like, you're going to get a candy bar on your TV. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. The Garland Police Department, understanding the potential gravity of the situation, coordinated resources, including Southern Methodist University Religious Studies professor Lonnie Cliver, and were on standby when the international media began arriving as the time grew closer to the night of the 24th. So they're concerned because of Heaven's Gate has already happened. So they're afraid these idiots are going to kill themselves and they'll have 150 dead people in their on their hands and not to know what to do with them. Yeah. yeah. So they're being proactive, which is good. In the days immediately preceding the Lord's television debut, some church members shaved their heads or were seen wading in the creek behind Chen's house. Others excitedly interpreted uh, chemtrails of passing planes as signs from God and dug a large hole to bury objects they felt would aid future earthlings. You are getting a rare look into the activities of a New Age religious group in which members don cowboy hats, white clothing, and gold accessories to communicate with God. In this never-seen-before footage, the followers are digging a hole six feet deep and eight feet across. Like they're getting getting prepared for something. I don't know what. 
and filling it with things that future generations may need for their survival on Earth. I think it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it is, really. Uh, some bizarre activity from a lot of people. <laughs> so I don't know why they make that judgment. They never talk to us, never ask us. They look to the sky for signs that God will rescue them in a flying saucer. This one? Simon Tsai says he gave up a lucrative textile business in Taiwan to follow God to Garland. God will let us know everything, and uh, we just follow, and everything always come true. Tsai and 150 men, women, and children moved to this Dallas suburb last May. The town was supposedly designated by divine revelation. From what Master Chen says, uh, Garland sounds like Godland, and apparently thousands of years ago, God was here, and they were told to return here. So like a kazoo... Um. <laughs> Can you imagine you actually believe this and you're standing there and you think it's time to go? What would you bury? I huh? Mean, what would you bury for future Earthlings? Well, my Xbox. <laughs> um, we got a we got a brand new thing of cottage cheese in the fridge. <laughs> That's good. Um, said, it'll be cool. It'll be kept in the ground, so it'll stay. We're gonna bury those good. dried spaghettis that you do threw on the tree. As I said, a kazoo, maybe a yo-yo. Yeah. They might get bored. A Game Boy. A, yeah, a board game. We just got Junior Monopoly. They can hate each other over Monopoly. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. Uh. Master Chen says the world is coming to an end in 1999, and God will appear in Garland at the end of this month to warn us about it. On March 31st, God will descend and appear in another human form with exactly the same appearance with Master Chen. People in this conservative, God-fearing city aren't buying it. If he does return March 31st, there's going to be some... Some people in trouble in this world. I just think it's a bunch of baloney. Their leader says the world will be destroyed by nuclear holocaust, all except the United States. God's spaceship will save reincarnated survivors and take them to another realm. It's a strange mix of Christianity, Buddhism, and science fiction. UFOs, flying saucers, have, have been the vehicle of choice for a number of these groups. The use of high-tech doesn't stop there. The leader of the group says six days before God's return, everyone will be able to see the Almighty on their television sets on Channel 18. You might say it's a day-long infomercial from God. But as I spent rare moments in the homes of cult members, playing with their children, we are much more devoted to the truth of God. And getting to know their parents, I wondered if this could become another doomsday cult story with a tragic ending. In 1978, it happened in Jonestown. In 1993, tragedy struck Waco, and exactly one year ago this month, the Heaven's Gate mass suicide stunned California. Will these people be next? We love the God, and the God would come to our house, and we feel very uh, pray, uh, proud. They are families, some with three generations. Many live within a few houses or blocks of each other. Realtor Sheila Truong sold 20 homes to the group when they began arriving. Wow, they, they did it by cash. Plenty of cash from doctors, professors, and engineers who gave it all up to follow God to Garland. They want to owe anything to others. This is why they want to buy cash, everything. God will say everything. Like the others, James Lee expects to leave with God in a flying saucer soon. Yeah. So there is no need for jobs or schools now. Until then, he and his family will fill their days with prayer and preparation. Yes, everyone is very happy. <laughs> Religious scholar Lynn Mitchell has studied people in cults and found they all seem to have one thing in common. People who are attracted to these cults generally are just basically bored with life and uh, don't have any meaning in their lives. They're kind of lost souls. But the members say they are used to the ridicule. We just are devoted to our, our own belief in God, so we don't think we are queer. As part of their daily routine, members of this cult come to this house, the house of the master, to pray to God to purify their souls before he returns. They expect to meet God at 10 a.m. on the last day of March at this very location on Ridgedale Drive, not surprisingly, Master Chen's home. When God, when God comes on March 31st, he will, he will also dress in white. 
God is white here. It is also stated in the Bible. At that time, there will be two master chains. The 42-year-old former sociology professor answers most questions by consulting God through his right hand. God prohibits people to commit suicide. He assures me the members will not kill themselves if his prophecy of doom doesn't come to pass. But he didn't rule out the group taking revenge on him. He doesn't mind what people would do to him. What if they punished him or hurt him? It's, it's their decision to make. But sources tell Eleven News Chen once indicated he would take his own life. City officials are prepared. We're going to do everything in our power to see that that you know that no harm is going to come to Mr. Chen. At least from you know from neighbors or from his own group. While they prepare for heavenly revelations, their neighbors are concerned about earthly realities. In my opinion, any time you get any kind of cult activity, it's never no good. It never ends in a good situation. A situation that Garland, Texas, and the rest of the world will be watching. What do we think happened? They buried um, the stuff too no, shallow. Oh. No, God did not appear, and no. they did not go up into see heaven. No, Jesus, God, whatever it was, did not appear in the form of Chen or anyone else. When the prediction of uh, when the predicted appearance did not occur, the group became confused. Chen Tao announced that he obviously had misunderstood God's plans. <laughs> Whoopsie, guys. <laughs> We have the only truth. We have the only faith in in God's power. If only if the plan is postponed or changed, we have the we have the belief that God is God has some better plan in order to save more people from the Great Tribulation in 1999. And for you that are watching live in the Dallas Fort Worth area, in the last few weeks there has a group from Taiwan that has come. Eighteen, yes. A group, fairness group in America. They've got information on over six thousand adults. And I uh, let's take a call from James, and maybe we've got his picture as well that we can put up on the screen. Hello, James. Well, it's five minutes after twelve right now, and Han Min Chen's not on there yet. And according to his own philosophy and preachings that we've heard, he's a phony. So then. 本人要讲的就是，请大家仍然相信神。Speaking through his interpreter, Chen reiterated his belief in God despite his failure to appear on TV and reassured everyone there were no plans to off themselves. So no one can kill themselves. No one. When asked if he still expected God to descend on Garland at the, at the end of the month, Chen replied, I want to emphasize that God's kingdom has already descended. God has already descended. Because we did not see God's message on Channel 18 tonight, my predictions of God arriving on March 31st can be considered nonsense. See, he's not rolling with it right. You're supposed to blame someone else as the scapegoat so that you can still be the prophet that is all-knowing. And he's not. He's saying, I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> uh. He then said his followers were free to go if they wish and closed by, and closed by saying, I have never referred to myself as a prophet. I would recommend anybody not believe what I said anymore. <laughs> wow, honesty. that's um, yeah, some honesty. Really, there you go. I felt defeat. That means is that how much he believed his own bullshit? Maybe. Like I always wonder how much do you really believe what you're saying? But he's like kind of you know owned up to it. He's like my bad dream was just it turns out a bad dream. Dream, yeah. <laughs> it turns out I ate a bunch of pork grinds that night. And I just won't do that anymore. <laughs> I ate the cottage cheese that had been buried in the yard. <laughs> Give me funky dreams. <laughs> Chen offered to be stoned or crucified for the event, but uh, don't be dramatic. No okay. one took him up on no one. Uh, no one did. He had early. He had earlier made a false prediction of finding a Jesus of the West who would look like Abraham Lincoln and lived in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even say it straight without. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln of Vancouver. All <laughs> oh, hail Jesus in the way. Jesus is not going to be in Vancouver, okay? okay? It's going to be somewhere. It's not going to be there. <laughs> Vancouver is too nice of a place. Like, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. 
At 10 a.m. on the 31st, Chen spoke to the crowd where he asked everyone in attendance to shake their own hand and then proclaimed that everyone was God and therefore he had descended and multiplied enough to greet everyone personally. See? See? He was like, okay. Hey, I got to think. I got to. Okay, I can do this. <sighs> Went back okay. to his room and was like, God. Come All right. On All right. Grab your own hand. You feel that? <laughs> yeah. That's actually me. That's me. That's God <laughs> within you because God is in everyone and you're shaking your own hand. AKA I got, God's here. I got to hand it to him. It makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah, but he couldn't come with it on the spot. He had to think about it. Oh, so yeah. it almost people were like, are you making this up? And he's like, I've been making it all up from the very beginning. Don't stop believing now. <laughs> he then stared directly at the sun before explaining that a mere mortal would have been blinded. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long, but this... <laughs> this, <laughs> the stunt was thoroughly hey, compromised. Look, look we, I can still see. <laughs> okay, we know the president looked at the eclipse and yes, didn't go blind. So it's, 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 he fine. Might, it's probably fine. <laughs> but it was compromised by the fact that he kept blinking and squinting. <laughs> and probably had to be led back into the house. <laughs> Sunspots everywhere. Uh. Chen also prophesied that God, again in the image of Teacher Chen himself, would appear to follow followers in their dreams. Animals eaten by non vegetarians Chen or Cheech and Chong? Chong? Both. Animals eaten by non-vegetarians will also appear in the dreams of their consumers to demand that their lives be returned. Oh, these were yes. all, they were all vegetarians. And that you, explains a lot. <laughs> and okay. if, if you ate meat, you couldn't come into their house. They were non-vegetarians. Yeah. So it's okay. They didn't proclaim to be uh, the an- yeah. That's right. They would appear to non vegetarians. I didn't make it's any if, sense. If a non vegetarian ate meat, sounds like something they're going to do. Yeah. So it's like if one of your friends that's not in the cult gets visited in a dream, they should become vegetarians and join our cult. Is that what it is? Uh, it would take a lot more than that. <laughs> it's, so it's, I I mean, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, finally, Chen prophesied that inanimate objects such as refrigerators and shoes would converse with their owners. Yes. Now he's just doing drugs. Like that. I mean, you're just doing. <laughs> You've never had point. a conversation with the toilet <laughs> okay. where you look and it says, "Give me your PP." <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly. It, 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 did today actually happen with like, your car? I, it's like, yeah, give me and your PP. Things you're saying, like I'm still asleep. I think. <laughs> I think I'm still asleep. <laughs> yes. This is what you're dreaming about. This is how awful your life is. So he's probably panicked and is like, God, we got to get out of here. I'm never going to be able to sell it again in this place. So he revealed that his followers would be leaving Garland and then gave onlookers 10 minutes. Okay, stone and crucify. I don't know if it happened twice or if it happened before. Like I said, don't be fucking dramatic. God. Lieutenant Don Martin of the Garland Police Department stated that providing security for the church has cost Garland approximately $100,000 in 1998. Sounds about right. Yeah. So then they don't get any of that money back. Chen and nine followers will go to Michigan the following month to seek a new training ground to prepare followers for the nuclear war that will happen sometime. He's still making predictions. All members will move there by May 10th, 1998. Chen has also stated that Gary, Indiana will be the base for God shuttling operation after the nuclear war. We have a lot. We have a lot shorter distance. Yes. Let me tell you something. If nuclear war breaks out, the last fucking thing we're doing is getting in a car and going, hey, we're going to Gary. <laughs> like, no, it's not worth it. <laughs> don't You don't even stop for gas in Gary. My uh, what God. year was it? The murder capital of the U.S. or whatever. I don't know what year it was. But yeah, they ha- they were at one point. Now, if you say, hey, this nuclear bomb went off. Do you want to go see Michael Jackson's childhood home? I'd say, oh, fuck yes. Let's do it. <laughs> no. Fuck it. Divine UFOs will then evacuate worthy believers to the safety of God, uh, to the safety of the Great Lakes region. There was something about Lake Michigan or the Great Lakes that had some power that I didn't fully understand. That I was like, okay, Gary and Indiana will never be. You don't understand. You're not a true believer. No. Roughly two thirds of the members either returned to Taiwan because of expired visas or applied for legal immigrant status in the U.S. In the weeks that I'm just here waiting for God, man. Hmm. And they said, okay. In the weeks that followed, he relocated his cult to Lockport, New York, where they continued to wear cowboy hats and began stating that a war between China and Taiwan would lead to a nuclear holocaust that would result in much death. 
I mean, nuclear anything probably does. Has that happened? I don't think so. No. The bombs now that people have, someone set something off, it wouldn't be good. No. Oh, no. God's arrival in a God plane would save the members. So it's not a spaceship anymore. It's an airplane. God has made his own airplane. Obviously. They originally stated that this would occur in 1999, but later revised the date. A second branch of the group was opened in Brooklyn in 1999, which served as a counseling center for surrounding community. Gathering in Central Park, Chen and his followers offered salvation to people with AIDS and cancer, having deemed the source of the disease to be a spiritual rather than physical ailment. I was like, counseling is nice, but that it's not. It's if you a have AIDS, you, you, you have to take some medicines, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Anti-retrovirals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By this time, membership of the group had dropped to approximately how many people? I would say 12. Daniel? Over under. I know. I know. But over under, are we setting the over under at 12? How many people are left? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Over. 30. Damn it. Boom. Damn it. Damn it. So 30 members left. They still got 30 motherfuckers out. <laughs> I mean, they might be kind of stranded. Like, I don't know what well, else to do. Well, 31, Carla, because we've got some news for you. We signed you up. <laughs> a schism occurred within the group in 2002, and Chen was exiled from the group due to conflict between himself and other high-ranking members. I kicked out of your own religion. Yes, we <laughs> did. The schism led to a rebirth and restructuring of the group as the grand true way. They are still located in Lockport, New York, and have shifted their religious ideologies to more con- conventional Chinese Buddhist organization. Chen Tao, Chen Tao seems to have effectively fallen apart after his leadership prophecies went unfulfilled. Whether Chen Tao still exists is uncertain. So I don't know if they're saying the, the cult or the person. The group entered a sharp decline after the failed prophecies, and virtually nothing was heard of it after 2002. The current whereabouts of Hong Ming Chen are unknown. Boom. At least nobody died. No one died. Yes. I can help you with that. 